We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We're going to dive into all of the latest news around the NBA. But first, quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Help us out. We sure do appreciate it. And of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. In fact, you don't have to be an either or person. You can do both. You can subscribe <laughs> yeah. to the YouTube channel and the podcast feed. That way you can take us with us wherever you go or you can, you know, watch the video version if you prefer up to you but uh again we appreciate all the, the subscribers we've been getting lately would love to see that number continue to grow i'm trevor lane by the way you can find me on twitter at trevor underscore lane joined by keith smith at keith smith nba keith plenty to get into as always around the especially with the trade deadline coming up it feels like every day there's just a little bit more on the trade front yeah whether it's teams are you know settling in to make trades teams are putting guys on the trade market teams are looking for help there's just all that scuttlebutt of player uh you know team x is interested in player y and all that sort of stuff so but but that's what makes this time of year fun and we're we're uh th three weeks or four weeks uh out tomorrow uh so we're we're basically you know getting down to it as far as trades go i uh i i, I just feel like we're gonna have something soon someone always like like gets this going a week or two ahead of time and you know all that so we'll, we'll see but it's so compact standings wise that we still don't have super defined uh buyers and sellers just yet I do wonder, like, usually when it, it's the one that gets done, like, mid-January, it's the one nobody saw coming. Yep. It's that one. It's not the one that people have been talking about forever. Like, for, it's always the the one that you went, whoa, wait, this guy's going there? How did this yeah. happen, you know? Exactly. So, um, I, I think it'll be of that variety. It'll be something that we didn't see coming, which makes it all the more fun most of the time. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, I'd, so I just pulled it up just to, to be certain. I, I kind of use like a rough like line at this time of year of about three and a half, four games out as like, all right, you're, you're, you're not doing it. Uh, in the East, that's Charlotte and Detroit only for making the play in tournament. Mm -hmm. And in the West, it's only San Antonio and Houston. Uh, that are that are more than three and a half games uh, out of the you know, race for the the final play in spot. So that's just you know that that's uh, you know four teams that that are sellers here. That's it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, there's not a lot of sellers on the market, and we know the demand is high. And let's go back to economics class. You know what happens when <laughs> demand is high and supply is low? Price goes up. So that's yeah. what we're seeing on the market right now. We'll see if that if that. Um, is, uh, sticks all the way through uh, the trade deadline on February 9th. We'll see uh, what happens I, there. 
I, I will say too, I think Orlando's like realistic of like, yeah, we're three and a half out of the last playing spot, but we're probably not making that run. Right. I think the Thunder are, they're a game and a half out. So that one's a little different, but I, I, I have a feeling they're probably going to like, I would say reprioritize here mm-hmm. uh, fairly soon. Uh, and then my guess is even a couple of the teams that are in the running, they'll say, yeah, this isn't for us. I mean, maybe they'll, uh, you know, drop out like a Washington or Toronto uh, potentially here, just if it's, you know, yeah, we can make the run, but what are we making a run just to the play in tournament? Right. That's not where we want to be. So it, it will definitely pick up. It's just, you know, how it goes. And then we've even seen, you know, teams that are still like in the running, make trades, you know, b- between each other sometimes too. So just to rebalance our roster. So uh, d- d- don't give up on the deadline just yet. Yeah, that's true. I'm seeing a lot of people say, oh, that you know, the trade deadline is going to be a bust this year because there's <laughs> yeah. not enough sellers and so nobody's going to make any moves, which, I mean, that could happen, but um, sometimes stuff comes out and surprises you when you're when you're expecting something to not be great or whatever, then next thing you know, boom, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You just, you never know. For example, I, I don't, I don't know why this is the first one that pops to my head, into my head, but I went into the theater to see the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie thinking they made a movie out of Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever, this is going to be awful, but I'll watch it. And then it was great. It was fantastic. It became like a franchise. And yeah, some of the later ones were not so good, but like that movie was was great. Sometimes that's the NBA, right? When you're expecting something to not be good, wham, greatness falls upon you. Yeah, that's it. Well, what does uh, uh, Zendaya's character, MJ, say? He, he uh, have low expectations, and that way you'll never be disappointed. So yep. that's, you know, that there it is. You just got to, you know, you know, not 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 think it's going to be very good. And then anything that happens is better than that. But yeah, let's, let's get into the news. <laughs> let's do it. So <laughs> let's let's kick things off with this. Uh, LeBron James, according to a conversation that uh, Dave McMenamin and Zach Lowe were having on the Low Post podcast, uh, would like to stick around with the Los Angeles Lakers. So despite all the buzz that we've been hearing about, you know, hey, LeBron's going to be putting pressure on the team, things that he's said, um, things that he said that he later clarified didn't mean quite what we thought they meant, all kinds of stuff that's been out there. Um, he's apparently, his ideal situation here is to stick with the Lakers for the remainder of, of his career. Um, but what he's put out recently, according to uh, McMenamin, is some, essentially that, his patience isn't infinite is the the term that was used. Like at some point his patience will run out. He wants to contend or he wants to play in the playoffs, but his preference would be to stick in LA. Yeah. None of this is surprising to me at all. Like, like I think we're in a spot with LeBron where what, what we're kind of looking at here is one, he wouldn't assign the extension if he, didn't want to stay. Mm-hmm. LeBron is not a, uh, well, I better grab this money now just because it might not be here. He doesn't need it. So it's not a, you know, sometimes that is a situation, you know, where it's like, Hey, you are, right, you threw a five-year max in front of me. I'm going to grab that contract yeah. because you know, why not? I think in this situation with LeBron, it is very much a, I'm going to, I'm happy here. I don't want to play anywhere else now. I mean, he's relocated his entire life to, to Southern California. So, but, that also doesn't mean I'm cool to be a play in tournament team yeah. you know, year after year. So he's going to do, you know, I always call it the superstar right of, I'm going to put pressure on the organization to make changes. And if you don't, well, then we could always say, Hey, how about a trade or something like that? And, and no, now disclaimer, just because I feel compelled to add it every time LeBron comes up, he cannot be traded right now. Can't be traded before the trade deadline. That would have to be a summer thing then. And even then I can't imagine how, 
completely sideways, this would have to go uh, for that to, to be a thing. It'd have to be like, yeah, we traded AD to the Spurs for Doug McDermott, and that's it. Like that, no, no picks, nothing. And that's all we did. And now, you know, we're, we're going to trade everything else. We traded the two first round picks with Russ for, you know, I don't know, some other terrible contract. Then, then yeah, maybe they can antagonize, you know, him all the way out of town. But mm-hmm. I think for now it's just, Hey, I'm not cool to just play playing tournament basketball. I would like to win here eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. And I also think it's interesting that uh, recently he, he kind of walked back the brawny situation where the thought was, okay, he's going to decline his option for uh, in 2024. And then he's going to go sign with whatever team drafts brawny. And that's going to be the, the play. Well, mm-hmm. he changed his wording recently. Now he's saying he wants to be on the floor with him, yeah. which means he could be on any, he just, and play against, he could play against his son and still be, and that could still check that box for him. So his preference, of course, would be under the, on the same team. And his, his ideal situation is he finishes his career with the Lakers and Bronny becomes a Laker and they play together. I think that's his ideal situation. But he's also realizing that may be a very difficult goal to achieve. And so if, if it comes down to, hey, I'm, we're just going to be on the floor together. We're going to play against each other in a game. He'll also go that route, which I think opens up a lot of possibilities for the future. Sure. Because again, that's a... That's a really difficult thing to try to make happen, even for someone like LeBron James. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I think we know he would still love to play with him in the same uniform, and you know, did do you know really make I believe NBA history, and I know it's happened with the Griffies and uh, yeah. in Major League Baseball, but I can't imagine it's ever happened in in the NBA, even going all the way back. You know, brothers have played together and things like sure. that, but I yeah, it, it would be you know, super cool. And my guess is they're still going to do what they can to try to make that happen. But yeah, I, th- I think he's just being a little bit more realistic of, Hey, let's not make that the full on expectation of what has to happen here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause that can certainly complicate things for the future, yeah. but in any event, that's the, the preference for LeBron. Now we'll see if the Lakers can ultimately put together a team that can get him where he wants to go. Uh, some transactions around the NBA. 10-day contract, still getting signed. Uh, Derek Favors lands uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. Saban Lee also gets a a 10-day contract. So, I mean, this is typical for this time of year, 10-day deals getting signed. Mm -hmm. We're going to see, you know, teams start to cycle through some of these players too. We'll see, guys, their their 10-day contracts expire. Teams move on to other players as we go through. But uh, here's a couple of players. And Favors, obviously, more experienced. But could get a look in in their new location. Particularly, I look at the Hawks without Clint Capella, and I wonder – what favors can do there if he can make an impact. Yeah, it's been on Yeka Kongwu is the only, you know, uh, true five on the roster that's played. They've played some with John Collins at the five, like they've done in the past. But asking him to do that once in a while, <laughs> the dog's checking in, um, asking him to do that once in a while versus asking him to do that all the time is a very different story. You, you can't really ask him to play, you know, uh, and do that, you know, 15 20 25 minutes a night right now especially if you're thinking well you know maybe we can still turn this thing around and make a playoff run then we're going to need him to do it then you're going to need him to have plenty left in the tank so i think <laughs> he's such an annoying little brat he wants, <laughs> um, he, he wants his time on camera too yeah for everybody who always wants to see tatum there he is that, that's him right there that's <laughs> the guy um the other thing i will say um with this is it is they they 
tells me maybe at least over the next couple of weeks, they feel a little uncertain about what's going on with Capella. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to see him back. So you want to make sure you're covered and, and yeah, go with the vet. Cause you're, you're still trying to win in Atlanta. You're still trying to turn, turn this season around. They're 19 and 21. They're three and a half games behind the Pacers for the sixth spot. And that final assured playoff spot. So you're not out of it. You've got work to do obviously, but you, you'll figure that out. And then Saban Lee with the Suns. Yeah. Suns just need any, guards that can play right now i mean they're just you know chris paul didn't play the other day he's hurt again devin booker's obviously still out campaign is out so i think Saban lee this could be one of those ones where it's 10 day followed by a second 10 day followed by a rest of the season contract if he shows out well enough uh, for them here over the next like let's say three weeks ish or so um because just a reminder or or knowledge if you didn't know uh 10 days you can sign two with the same team then after that the team if they want to keep you around has to resign you for the rest of the season correct correct exactly that's how the 10 days 10 days work and you're right i think saban lee is in a good spot for a 10-day contract. This, like, this is the type of position where if you're a free agent right now and you're going to pick a 10-day contract, this is the type of situation to look for because the potential is there because there's that need for this to become a, a long-term thing. For him. Exactly. Yeah, you want to go somewhere where you can play and fill an actual hole for them. All right, so some really great news uh, coming out of Cleveland. Ricky Rubio uh, will be returning. I'm excited about this. Rubio seemed like he was a good fit with the Cavs last year. It was unfortunate when he got, got injured. And um, you know what? Look, Darius Garland does a ton there, but Ricky Rubio will be a, a welcome addition, even if it does take a little bit of time for him to really get his legs under him and, and all that sort of stuff. Just a good veteran presence for this Cavs squad. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is get Rubio back in the fold here with, call it 40-ish games or so to figure it out, even if he's only going to maybe play in, let's say, 30 of those games. Um, that gives you that opportunity for him to really – get into a rhythm, figure it out, figure out your rotations because they've settled into some stuff. Now it's kind of Mitchell and Garland start together. Garland goes to the bench. Mitchell takes over running the offense. Karis LeVert does some of the running of the offense. So you're going to have to uh, uh, change your rotation around a little bit to fit in Rubio. Obviously you do that because that's you know where it should be, but th- th- this is good. It gives them just that much more lineup flexibility too. If you want to play small with three guards out there, you can really, Really do that with Rubio uh, at times, you know, especially if he can continue to hold up defensively. Where I think he's always been a very underrated defender um, mm-hmm. in his career. He's always been really solid on that end of the floor. So as long as he can hold up, it's crazy though. I was thinking about this the other day. Like I very much remember when Ricky Rubio was like, like, like the Luca. Never that he got to that levels. Right. But it was like this, like teenage wonderkin. And yep. yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, like, like this, you know, this kid that thinks he does at his age, like the NBA's, they're gonna be there. Now he's like thirty-four years old. So just a, another reminder: time comes for us all. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like, too, that he's like he's he fully accepted that transition, not just in terms of his play style, but also in terms of his appearance. Like he was yeah. that kind of he kind of had that, yeah. that that kid face coming in. You know what I mean? Like he was a baby face and he comes in and, and then eventually when he's ready to make that transition, you know, he grows out the hair and the beard and, and all yeah. that. And that and now he's like the full on veteran here with. with the I cast. gave him but, a couple of years. He's 32, but still, the, the, my, my, my point still uh, stands. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in any event, he's back in action. So that's that's going to be good to see for uh, for the Cavs. Another player who's back in action. Eh, he's a little important. Steph Curry returns to the Warriors. Uh, we'll also talk about their trade front a little bit. But how about this? That Steph Curry comes back and plays well. And I mean, 24 <laughs> points hammered. Yeah. And they look, but, but listen, okay. So they lost pretty handily to the Phoenix Suns last night. And it was like the Suns had a fairly substantial lead for the majority of the game. The Warriors made a little bit of a push at the end, but it never really amounted to, to much. Um, this was the Suns starting lineup. Dario Saric, <laughs> Tori Craig, Mikhail Bridges, Bismack Biombo, and Dwayne Washington. That's, that's their starting five for this game. And they, took down the Warriors in a game that saw Curry drop 24. Clay Thompson had 29. Uh, Poole came off the bench and had 27. You got 12 boards and six assists and three steals out of Draymond. So a very Draymond stat line there. It's surprising to see a, a Suns team that is missing so many key pieces get a win over the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors didn't shoot well, and that's a big factor here. They shot just 39% from the field, but still, surprise outcome there when you when you look at how these two teams match up yeah without a doubt yeah i think if you looked at it standings wise and you just looked at the two teams you'd be like okay not the end of the world that the warriors lost this game but yeah like you said when you rattle that off maybe the most surprising stat line of the year damian lee 14 for 14 from the foul line I would have picked Damian Lee to hit 14 three-pointers in a game before Damian Lee to take 14 right. free throws. Like, he just, you know, it doesn't – that's not what he does, right? That's just not the the, the player he he is. It's, it's never been uh, what, what he's been asked to do. I'm going to look it up because I guarantee you he's never taken anything near that, he, that amount of free throws. He averages 1.4 free throws per game. Yeah, and his game – let's see, his – well, he had an 11 free throw attempt game a couple years ago, nine in a game last year. But yeah, 14 for 14 for Damian Lee. That's a, that uh, that's one of the those stats that just is like, wait, what? How, how did this happen? So not that he's a bad player by any means, but he's like, this guy's like a perimeter shooter. He's not somebody who gets downhill and all that. So, but you know what? Game Phoenix really needed. They, they, they've got to get, get back on track here. And the Warriors, after really playing well, They've lost three in a row, so they're back under 500, kind of continue to, to straddle that 500 line there. And that's not only is the West compact, but it's it's a real jumble there, like mm -hmm. in that you know, middle of that play-in too with, you know, Portland and the Lakers. And then for now, the Thunder kind of looming, you know, on the outside. Everybody's kind of expecting the Thunder just to fall out at some point. Mm -hmm. 
Um, hasn't quite happened yet, though. It's one of those ones where do you start to wonder, like them and the Jazz, right? Everybody's just like, yeah, they're going to fall out. It looked like Utah was yeah. for, for a little while there. But then all of a sudden, it's like a week left in the season. It's like, oh, these guys oh, are they're, not. They're, they're, they're still, still there. Here. Yeah, are like, they, that does happen sometimes. They almost beat Miami last night. They only lost yeah. by a point. They were right there the entire game. Well, and, then the Jazz, the, and then the Jazz stat, beat the Cavs. Yep. Did you see the big stat out of the Miami game? 40 Which for 40 on free throws for the heat. I did not notice. Yeah. I was, I watched a good chunk of that game and didn't realize that, realize yeah. that. Well, Jimmy Butler gets a lot of the credit there. 23 for 23, mm-hmm. man. How about, how about that? You win a game by one and you go perfect from the free throw line. Yeah. Ooh. Unbelievable. Right. Wow. Just, I mean, dude, there were thunder fans this morning. I saw on the timeline that were like, uh, yeah, 40 free throw attempts. Not cool. Like that's, they do tend to follow sometimes. They're a young team. They, they sure. can get caught up. But Miami, boy, it was uh, – it became just – we're not even – we're just going to the basket and throwing stuff up because we're we're going to get to the line. A parade to the free throw line. Yeah. That's – yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Lou Dort fouled out. He fouled <laughs> yeah. out. Only one player fouled out. Wow, so yeah. I thought there would have been multiple foul outs given the number of free throw attempts. But yeah. um, on the trade front, the Warriors are looking for size and shooting, which – I mean, most teams are, right? Sure. Most yeah. teams are looking for and Now, specifically, if they're looking for the center position, that might be a little bit of a bit different. But uh, but most teams looking for shooting out there. But those are things that the Warriors have said that they're, they're hoping to find out there on the trade market if and when prices do normalize. And they get there. I think our thing with the Warriors is... I know people, I think, maybe got a little swayed by the Andrew Wiggins trade a few years ago. But... They don't generally do in-season trades. They they have since they've kind of come to this rise. They've been a player on the buyout market most of those years, where they'll mm-hmm. they'll get a player uh, late in the season that way. But they have not been a big in-season trade uh, team. They've generally preferred. All right, we've got our guys. We're going to run with this. But Steve Kerr directly said, uh, Jamaica or uh, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green have done a wonderful job in the, in their front court, and he they've played great. And then he said but I'd like to get him a little rest. And that's probably a little bit of a shot at uh, James, Wiseman. James Wiseman. Like <laughs> right? play. Jamichael Green is obviously still hurt. So yeah, I th- think you're in a position there with the Warriors where it's, uh, you know, Hey, we, uh, you know, we, we, we got to get more in the front court. I continue to believe that they're going to do something. I, I feel mm-hmm. like if, if there is an in-season move to be made, I think they will make it this year. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, also on the injury front, Kevin Durant, going to be out for at least a couple of weeks dealing with that MCL injury. Uh, going to be at least a couple of weeks, maybe more. I don't, it's probably going to be more, right? Yeah. I mean, this is one where it sounds like this is generally at least a three week injury. So I think teams now almost default to will update you in two weeks. Right. It seems like every injury update comes with that kind of tag to it of, you know, two, two weeks and, and we'll let you know, as long as the guy's not day to day. So yeah, I, I'm not going to be shocked if we don't see him till after the all-star break because we're not yeah, that far out from right. it. So if it's three or four weeks, maybe you look at it and say, you know what, maybe give him another week or two here and let him really, you know, get back to full strength. And then we, we come back, you know, strong after the all-star break, but you know, it's Kevin Durant. He likes to play. So I think, you know, when he's ready, he'll come, but, but yeah, it's going to be a while for sure. We're close enough to the all-star break where any, any little setback in the in the rehabilitation process, mm-hmm. like even if it's something that knocked him back a few days, is probably enough to kick him into the All Star break. And then you say, "Well, let's 
let's take this opportunity then and really get him rest. And so then he comes back completely 100% ideally, and then off you go after the All-Star. Exactly. Yep. I'm very curious to see how they they look w- without him because mm-hmm. he was playing unbelievable. And I think it's gotten masked over a little bit just with how well they're playing as a team. But the Nets are in a position where it's Katie and Kyrie do – the absolute all of the scoring almost. Yeah. And then it's kind of pick a random dude out of the hat who shows up, you know, as the third guy and chips in 10 or 12 points. So someone's going to have to step up. They're going to need Ben Simmons to, you know, all right, you can't take three or four shots a night. We're going to need you to take eight, 10 shots a night. We need you to t- take a few more shots. And maybe you stumble into something that works for you with, with that, where you're like, all right, we found something that's workable now with Simmons that we can still use. Because KD, this is no, but not meant at all as any kind of knock on him because he's incredible. But he's one of the more plug-and-play guys in the league. You can just kind of stick him in. It's like, yeah, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, almost no matter what you're doing. Because he's not super ball dominant. He can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. He can do all sorts of different stuff. Where it's more of those ball dominant guys or those bigs that you have to get them touches. That's where it gets a little tricky sometimes to work those guys in. And then the other guy I would say keep an eye on, TJ Warren. He's played pretty well. Yeah. But your one thing with TJ Warren is I'd be very cautious of just saying, well, we'll give him 30 minutes a night. Because right. okay, is he going to hold up if he has to play that much? That's the one one worry. They should be okay. And my guess is they may slide a little bit in the standings here because uh, Philly, Milwaukee, and Cleveland are right right there behind them. But it's not going to be so much. It's not going to be like last year when KD was out, like where they kind of just fell apart. Their their recent run too has built them up a little bit of a buffer, and, and not that this built bought him bought like any kind of healing time really for for KD because this is going to be you know a multi week thing here. But their last game was on Sunday. Their yep. next game is coming up tomorrow, so they get they've got three full days off. And the point of that is you have three days off to figure out what this is going to look like without Kevin Durant. How exactly. is it that we want to play? Let's yep. get together. Let's run through this. Let's scheme some things. Get out on the practice floor, which. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize how little NBA teams actually practice because yep. most of the times they they play every other day and you don't want to put that strain on on the players' bodies of practice. Of, you have a game, then you practice, then you have a game, then you have practice. Like, you don't want to do that all the way through a season. So to have three days in a row off, I think, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to change their fortunes against Boston. I think that's going to be a tough one for them. But I think just in terms of how do we manage Kevin Durant being out there's a benefit to having this time off to kind of figure some things through on uh, just yep. the, the luck of the schedule. Yeah. It gives you a chance to look at some of the film too and see, are right, these are the things we get into that work when he's not on the floor, just when mm-hmm. it's his normal substitution pattern. Uh, all right, we're going to run this. Uh, all right. We can run this action with TJ Warren as the guy or whatever it is. So yeah, it definitely is helpful to have had that time. And they've, They've got the Boston game, as you said, coming up, which is going to be a tough one. Then they've got a handful of pretty um, winnable games, and then it gets really tough for them at the be- end of the month, beginning part of February. Uh, then they've got they they really go through a bunch of tough teams, and that's where I wonder is, you know, are, are you going to be saying, all right, well, you know, it probably depends on what happens over the next couple of weeks. It is, you know, how long you hold KD out, obviously you're not rushing him back and playing him before he's ready, but are you going to be super cautious? Or are you going to be, all right, he's ready. Let, let's go and let, let's run with this. 
Um, let's jump over to or back to the Phoenix Suns. They are reportedly interested in trading for Jalen McDaniels. Again, looking for a little bit of help on the the wing. What what's the asking price there for for a player like Jalen McDaniels out of Charlotte? Yeah, my guess is Charlotte would like to get if they were going to trade him, would love to get something back that's you know ideally a first round pick or a young player that that could be in the mix. I think they they would want to uh, you know put played out that way just. You know, I, I don't know that that's going to be where it goes, and I certainly don't think that's going to be what they get from Phoenix. Um, but I, I don't know how many people know, like, he's played really well mm-hmm. this year. 10.9 points per game, 4.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists, uh, 1.1 steals. Those are all career highs. He's at 26.5 minutes. He's been starting quite often. He's He's been kind of the guy who started when they haven't had Gordon Hayward. Uh, he's come in and stepped in and started there. Decent shooter, 45, 35, you know, uh, 86% from the free throw line doesn't mm-hmm. get there very often, but just a good, solid player. He's still young. He's only 24, uh, almost 25. He turns 25 in like three weeks. So um, be, be right there. Unrestricted free agent this summer. So that'll also kind of keep his, his yeah. market down a little bit, but you'll get his bird rights if you trade for him. He's not going to be somebody who's going to break the bank on a new contract. So yeah, I, I, he's be somebody I'd be definitely taking a look at because the other thing, $1.9 million contract. So super easily tradable salary. Right, right. I mean, if you want to do, if the asking price is a first round pick, you can do a first round and a veteran minimum guy that you've got at the end of your bench. Exactly. And, and there you go and you're good. Um, so this is, I think that he's a nice player to target if Charlotte has decided they don't, uh, or they're, they're ready to move on from him. Although I would think that if you're Charlotte, a young wing like this is probably something that you, that you would like to to keep around. Sure. But if the if the price is right, then uh, yeah, I guess and they I think if, move him. If you're Charlotte, I think you your only motivation to trade him is are we going to re-sign PJ Washington this summer? If we're going to keep him right. around, we've got the miles bridges thing still kind of looming over us. See, even if that's no rush to resolve it, which that report came out, then there was the Hornets sent out their own report saying not happening right now. Nothing's happening. So I'm going to guess either the Hornets floated the trial balloon of how's, how are people going to think about this? And you know, uh, what would help them out with that? And the answer was not very good. Also, you didn't need to do it. Like, christmas eve like that was dumb yeah. um like no one was gonna feel good about that uh but the other part of it is my guess is it's a, it was not well received and the hornets are yeah we're not we're we're, we're we're gonna let this play out a little bit longer or maybe they always were just no we're not doing that and that info came from somewhere else but it still is looming over you he's still going to be a restricted free agent next summer even if you don't do anything this year and then like i said you still you've got to do pj washington you still have gordon hayward's contract on the books it is getting a little messy especially when those guys all overlap positions between the three and the four so i think your challenge with mcdaniels is where are we going with this and if it's all right, well, we got to kind of reset everything anyway. We can get something good, go. he I don't know how they get him because I'm not certain. I would give up the first round for him. Boy, he'd be a perfect fit for your Lakers. Like, oh, he yeah, he would. Great, you know, for them. And very attainable, right? Because this is not a guy who's, all right, well, we're going to have to package together four players to go get him. But I, I don't know what the Lakers could give them that would be of interest that isn't a, you know one of the one of the first rounders. And that's, that starts to get a little, little probably – that's a step too far on the kind of, I try to save those for 
better players. Even if you wanted to make it like a fake first round pick, you know what I mean? Where it's a first, yeah. but it's fairly heavily protected. Like even then you it get just into, ties you up. It ties you up. That's yeah, exactly, exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It does get a, get a little, a little messy, but boy, he'd be, he would fill a lot of needs for them. Yeah. The three and the four. He, uh, he absolutely would. Uh, Hornets, if you're interested in a bunch of seconds, I think, I think the <laughs> yeah. might be the a bunch of seconds in a uh, lightly used Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Otto Porter Jr. Uh, unfortunately out for the season. I mean, he's not, he was near the top of my list in terms of players that a uh, player, that teams should target on the, on the free agent market this past yeah, summer uh, was good with, uh, with the Warriors, just the type of wing player that you need. And it's just been been a season to forget for Otto Porter Jr. Injuries have, have derailed him, and now he's uh, he's done for the season. Yeah, he only got in eight games this year, and then the foot, foot problems just could could never get back from it. And it was just always a surprise signing to to a large extent. Where like, wow, really, Toronto? Like with all the other forwards that they already have, I, I think now what you start to wonder is, all right, he's got a six point three million dollar player option next year. Well, what does that look like? Does he does he is he more likely to take that and say, all right, let's try to figure it out? Does he opt out and say, yeah, let's you know see where we're going here with this? The Raptors would. We don't need to talk it anymore, but very interesting team to keep an eye on here over the next month uh, leading up to the trade deadline. Just a lot of things that can happen. But yeah, just kind of, kind of a bummer because the fit always seemed a little odd was like, they really needed another forward in that mix in, in Toronto. And then, you know, we never really get to see what it, what it could look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunate and uh, hopefully he heals up and we can see him back in action uh, next year. But man, uh, he was, I was so excited for him this season. So frustrating that uh, that he's had the year that he has. Yeah, yeah, just really, yeah, really. Inter- kind of interesting, right? Remember, we were like, man, the Warriors lost both Otto Porter and Gary yep. Payton. Didn't keep either one of them, and neither one of them's been able to to be on the floor this season. Like, just you know, not not that they knew anything because no, these were new injuries, right. but still, it is you know one of those things where we're like, wow, that's just kind of interesting how that worked out. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Sometimes that's the way things go. Uh, wanted to finish on a positive. Jonathan Isaac to the G League. Getting closer, right? Getting closer to getting back on, on the NBA floor. Now he's going to be uh, playing his trade in the, the G League. He's such an intriguing player, and he's been out for now years. Uh, hopefully he can. <laughs> years. You know, I mean, literally. Years. Like <laughs> yeah. That's not that's yeah. not hyperbole. Literally yeah. years. He's August been... of 2020 in the bubble. Oof, was the last time man. we saw him play. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, this one too, just in case people didn't see this story, this is not one of those go down and practice. He's going to play mm -hmm. uh, in the G League tonight uh, with the Lakeland Magic in Lakeland. Uh, so this is a real chance to uh, get on the floor. The Magic themselves, the, the, the NBA version, are out on the West Coast. So this is a chance for, all right, let's get him some some real actual live game reps, not just practice You know, down there. He's been down with the Lakeland team uh, several different times to kind of get in practice runs and build up his conditioning and whatnot. But now it's get him out on the floor and see what it looks like. So I know I'm going to be, it's rare, but I'm going to definitely be tuning in there. They're the local, the magic broadcasters here. Uh, I, I don't remember what Bally something, Florida, yeah. I don't know, whatever it is. They're, they're showing uh, the game tonight. So I'll definitely be uh, putting that on for a little bit just to, to see what it looks like. It's now, I can already sense my aggravation level because it's going to end up being something silly. Like, all right, I'm going to turn it on to watch the beginning of it. And then we're going to find out he, he, he didn't start or something like that. Yeah. Right. Bad. He's going to come off the bench for, yeah. you know, 10 minutes in the second half or something. It's going to be like, all right, I, yeah. I, I have NBA games to get on to here. People <laughs> I'm, come I'm, on. I'm he's not, a busy man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not spending this much time on, uh, on that seven o'clock tip. So a little over an hour from now. So All right. it's also on ESPN plus apparently too. So yeah, man, Lakeland stepping up in the world. There you go. You've got, yeah, you've Lake got viewing options there. Yeah. Lakeland no, known for more than just being halfway between uh, Orlando and Tampa. Yeah. Now home of the return of Jonathan Isaac as well. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, those G league games, you can't get they're if you fun. have a G League team, yeah, close by. They're fun. They they do a lot of stuff with the crowd. They they really get people involved. It's a, it's a lot of fun in, in those uh, G League markets. So, so if you can get to it, it's because that's what's closest to you. Or you know, I get it. NBA games can be really expensive. Like yeah, go go have a little fun in the G League. Yep, yep. It is a good time. Would highly recommend it. All right, I think that about wraps things up yeah, for did it. for today. We did it. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube channel, NBA Front Office. And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast version as well over on Apple, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is really that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.